I was looking around yesterday at data and stuff. So SpaceX has, I think, at least 1,500 jobs at Boca Chica. Our friends here from Seatrium Ampels, they have a new name, Seatrium Ampels. Uh, or maybe just Seatrium. Seatrium Ampels. Uh, the new management team is here with us today. They've been STMA members for many years. Um, they have, if y'all remember, a lot of y'all, they went from uh, 1,500 employees down to about 200 back seven or eight years ago when the oil industry collapsed and there was no more demand for offshore oil rigs. And a lot of people thought they were going to, you know, wither up and go away. But they didn't. They repurposed themselves and they said, you know what, we're going to build ships. So now they're back to over 2,000 employees and they're building ships with a lot of that same workforce. We also have our friends from uh, SA Recycling here. They complete the circle of life for ships. They decommission uh, battleships and other ships, and I don't know if EMR made it or not, but they're members of SGMA as well. And uh, yeah, there they are. Good to see you, Crystal. Um, so anyway, you know, my point, the point I'm trying to get around to is that between these these jobs at the Port of Brownsville at, at our shipbreakers, Keppel Ambles, SpaceX at Boca Chica, and uh, this project is coming along, according to my math, roughly a third of the 15,000 manufacturing jobs in the valley exist in the Port of Brownsville, Boca Chica, and North Brownsville area. So it's truly become just what we said it would years ago. It's, it's, it's just a huge uh, economic development generator for our industry in the valley. We're very fortunate to have it. Uh, you know, EDCs that are not on the coast, you know, they're always competing with manufacturing companies. And manufacturing companies, a lot of them, there's location advantages, but they can choose one town or another, or maybe in a part of the state, or even a state or another. So there's a lot of competition uh, as far as location goes and building availability and all those sorts of things. Um, the good thing about the port is they have a location advantage that no one else has, right? SpaceX needs to launch east to take advantage of the rotation of the Earth. They need to launch somewhere where there's no cities east of them. We got the Gulf of Mexico, and they, they can't have a lot of commercial air traffic that gets disrupted when they when they launch. That's why we were on the short list of three locations for SpaceX, and we were blessed to, to land them there. Same thing with the port. You know, uh, a seaport isn't a seaport unless you're next to the ocean. <laughs> so um, so uh, we've, we've done a great job taking advantage of our resources, and it's, uh, I think there's going to be a lot more to come. So uh, I'm really optimistic for the first time in years about the growth in our industry. That being said, um, we all know that, um, I was reading yesterday that uh, the Gigafactory has over 20,000 employees between that one and one of their other factories in Austin uh, just working for Tesla and, and one other project they have there. They've hired over 8,000 people since January in Austin at the Gigafactory. You've all been seeing the information I've been sharing every month about industry news around the state. There's tens if not hundreds of billions of dollars worth of capital exp investment expenditures for new semiconductor plants and all that all over the state of Texas and all over the country. So <clears throat> the point I want to make is, that, and, and most of you are already painfully aware of it, to me, the competition for entry-level workers in manufacturing is even intense because our unemployment rates are back down to record levels where they were in 2019 before the pandemic. The, 
the labor force participation rates back where it was. Everyone who wants to work is working, looking for a job or pretending to look for a job if they don't really want to work. So that's what we're all struggling with. And um, the competition for entry-level workers is valley-wide. It's, it's between manufacturing and call centers. And call centers are paying $16 to $18 an hour for people to sit at home and take calls over their computer. Walmart, what, $15, $16 an hour minimum now. So the, even, even the, all the other sectors that are a lot bigger than manufacturing are paying much higher entry-level wages. So even for entry-level workers, that's why it's so hard for our staffing company partners to, to recruit people to work in some of our entry-level jobs. And for middle-skill and higher-skill jobs, like we're talking about for this, this project, the, the, the competition for labor is statewide, if not nationally. So it's important to really have a good understanding going forward of what's happening to our labor rates. They're going up anyway because of low unemployment, but they're going up even higher because with success comes more demand for, for skills, supply and demand. Um,